You're listening to the Reynolds Hotbox. 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 The Reynolds Hotbox. Hey guys, welcome back here, and I'm with James Reno. I'm the Gutierrez. Kaylee Bryant. And I'm your host Mario Jimenez, and today we're going to be talking about the upcoming season for the UNR's basketball team this winter. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I'm excited for this upcoming season. I think it's going to be a great year. Um, last season, we made it to the the first four in the in the tournament and uh, didn't really get the result that we wanted. But I think this year they they have the potential to do a lot better. So they got some players back, got some good transfers. So it should be a, it should be a great year. They look a lot better than they did last year. Yeah, no, I heard about that. How many new transfers did they get, and who left? They only got one D one transfer, Tywin Pope. Um, He's pretty good, um, but the other ones are coming. Like, there's a lot that are just coming straight out of high school. Like, they haven't even entered the transfer portal yet. They probably haven't even experienced that just because they are right of high, right out of high school. So, um, like Tyler Rolfson, he uh, played last night. He was pretty dang good. I wasn't expecting like you know too much or too little from um, the new the new people, but I mean you're playing at D one school, so obviously you're good for a reason, and you're playing on the team for a reason. Um, but then you have like people from like Alaska, uh, Gardner, who's actually from Alaska, and like some other people are either from Florida or something like that. So um, there's a lot of different, um, not necessarily backgrounds, but different kind of ways that how they play. So I think that will benefit you and our ba- basketball team generally because I mean once you have all those different kind of aspects of a player it kind of builds the team so I'm, I'm hoping that it, it will be a good season as you say from directly from high school do you think that will have an impact to the team it's been how young they are and not having that much experience like others in the team do you think it'll be like kind of like sacrificial to put these as starters or like with not that much experience into the whole squad yeah, I mean, like we saw that with Darian Williams last year. He was he was a freshman that came from Bishop Gorman, and um, he ended up transferring to Texas Tech. But um, you know, he he played significant minutes last year, and he did really well. I mean, that doesn't that's not the case for every uh, incoming freshman. It's a huge learning curve. You're in likely a new city, um, playing at a much higher level where things are taken way more seriously. And so when you get into that new world, it's 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 a shock. But some kids are really good at the transition and others need to kind of like sm- get in there where like smoothly you know they they get some minutes and they get increased or decreased depending on how they react but I mean this year's starters I believe are all uh, mainly upperclassmen so those guys will probably be good leaders for the younger guys who can you know kind of take their place later on down the road so yeah I agree with James um last night they played um Stan State and um Obviously, it's a preseason exhibition game, so they're going to put in their players that probably won't see as much playing time on the court just because it is an exhibition game. So they're going to see what they can do against high-intensity um, play. Um, but Stan State is a Division two school, but they were up with us for quite a while. Um, but they did mm-hmm. play a lot of the new people. Um, yeah. There is a returner, but he didn't play last year. I think he came in maybe for a minute or, or two um, sometimes. Mm-hmm. But Powell, he um, he came in, and he there is something with him, I think. Um, I do agree with James that our team is a 
older team. Yeah. Um, you have Keenan, who's a fifth year. You have Jared Lucas, who's also his fifth year. Macintosh, mm-hmm. um, who's a grad student. So you have all those kind of people that been in the loop. They played. They know what. They know. They know the ins and outs of how basketball works. They've been yeah. in the transfer portal because Keenan obviously didn't come to UNR as you know as his top school. Like he he transferred before coming here to UNR. So I mean, there is a lot of experience with those players. But I do think that with the growth that that we got from the new players and seeing how they played yesterday, I think will really benefit mm-hmm. our team as a whole just because like um i heard alfred say in a press conference that um this year they're gonna your offense will come but offense will come with your defense i've always was told that so if you have good defense and you can take steals or you can um like you know block shots or you know knock a knock a star player down i mean that's what's going to bring your offense so he did say that they're going to be a more of a defensive aspect team this year which is awesome because obviously we saw in March Madness last year that we did struggle yeah. defensively against um, Jez Cambridge, who's now at, um, I think, Arizona State, or is it Arizona? Arizona State. Arizona yeah. State, yeah. So, and that's an ex-player of the UNR basketball team. Mm-hmm. So it's like playing mm-hmm. against, you know, kind of the same um, general facility of, like, how they play and they play together. So you kind of know how they work. But we were definitely not a defensive team last year. We were definitely all offense. Um, Jared Lucas and Keenan being the top two scorers. Now – Last night, you didn't see Keenan score hardly at all. You yeah. saw Jared Lucas and the newcomers, Tyler Tyler Rolfson, I think pretty sure had like 10 to 12 points last night. So you're seeing those other players shine because that defense is good, and so that defense will transition to the offensive play. So I do think there will be mm-hmm. a big shock once we do play Sac State next week. And you know what they always say, you can't penetrate the defense without some good D. That's what I've always been told. So you need to have that good D first <laughs> in the back, okay? <laughs> Yeah, that's what I've always been told when I've been playing sports all my life. Did you uh, did you just quote Dwight Howard? <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> Anyways, but expectations wise. Yeah. So far, we're playing exhibitions next week, Wednesday, the seventh. Tuesday. It was a Tuesday. Yeah, Tuesday at seven. Oh, forward. it's Tuesday. Mm-hmm. Um, we're playing versus Sac State. Yeah, that's my hometown. Sac. I'm from Sacramento, so I'm. I know some players on there. They're from my high school. They're good. You know, Sac State. Their football is amazing this year, and last year they were amazing. So it's like, you're not playing ASU. You're not playing. Yeah. You know, Purdue. You're playing Sac State. But still, I feel like one thing I notice about the the basketball team in general is that you kind of look in the perspective like the football team, and you're like, uh, our football yeah. team kind of feels like. They go out there. They just they want to win, but I feel like our basketball team, especially with having a podcast with Keenan, um, he did say that they want to win, but winning comes with other things around it, like team aspect. Like, do you get along with your with your brothers? Like, mm-hmm. do you do you um, communicate on and off the court? Like, it's it, not all it takes basketball. Time. It does. It takes definitely time. And I know Ken Wilson's only been here for two years, even though this is all football talk. But you have Alfred, who's literally a dad figure. Uh, for the players like they mm-hmm. really look up to him he's a he has great experience then you have noodles um the assistant coach who's alford's best friend i mean you have all these different kind of people that know what it's like to play basketball they've done it they've been through it um so i think expectation wise would i want to say us to go a little bit farther in march madness but and lock down some defense but you know what can we say right Right, so we only it's only preseason until we can, next week. We can just see. We can just see. What about you, Jane? 
Yeah, I mean, I I think like the the atmosphere in Lawler is a lot of fun. I love attending games there. It can get pretty loud, especially if they if they market it the right way. And you know, sometimes like last season, a ranked team in San Diego State came in and they went to the national championship game, which kind of made no sense. But um, you know storm the court when we won and and the players love it and they feed off of that and so like if the fans can continue to provide that type of energy and that enthusiasm for the team it's just all the more motivation and like it's one of those things where these guys like they practice hard all week and they prepare Mm -hmm. and it's like okay this is really worth it like we're really doing this for more than ourselves so you know i think if the energy's up in lawler this year and these guys like kaylee said can click well together and and can really play for the guy next to him like this this team could definitely do a lot better than they did last season, and you know I see a lot of um, projections saying Boise State or SDSU is going to win the Mountain Mountain West, but I think UNR is definitely a sleeper this year, and um, they mm-hmm. they could definitely pull it off. Yeah, not good good words from James right there. When with that, we're going to go to our halftime. We're going to take a little quick break, and we'll catch you guys soon. Welcome. Hello. We are the Reynolds Media Lab. Media Lab podcast. Client services. Special projects. Documentaries. We are a production center at, at the, the Reynolds, Reynolds School, School of, of Journalism. Journalism. The Reynolds Media Lab. Media Lab. Media Lab. All right. Welcome back. And again, we're here. I'm your host, Mario. James. And Kaylee. Um, and we're discussing the upcoming 2023 season for the men's basketball team. Team. Um, I guess roster. The roster, yeah. the whole, the whole enchilada, <laughs> as you will. We're, we're breaking down new up to new players, uh, young and upcoming high school freshmen, seeing about what they're about. Um, Alaskan players, hey, who knows? It's it's cold up there. They're 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 tall. Let's see what they got. I I I I like how you put that. That's a nice little twist you got there, enchilada. Yeah, so the, the whole Anyways, I did want to feed on to what um, James did say about the aspect in Lawler. Um, you know, coming from, you know, you had Muscleman as the coach, and then you had, you know, the, the Marvin Twins and all these different kind of players are now in the NBA. And then you see McGee, who's oh, yeah. on the Sacramento Kings. Even though he's, he's kind of older, he still played here, and they, they did pretty well. So, mm-hmm. I mean, I think – as a player and a coach for Alfred and kind of learning from Musselman because everyone loved him. He was such a big figure on campus. Mm. Um, I wish I could actually experience that. He did a lot for the school in general, um, whether that was just not for basketball. He just did it for everybody. Mm. Um, I do think that not like he has this role or this like influence on Alfred, but I do think that after seeing what, Muslim has provided for those players that are in yeah. the NBA now and they're thriving, they're succeeding. Um, I do think that, you know, Alfred does take a look like look at that kind of things because I just saw that the San Antonio Spurs did come out to um, one of the boys' practice last week and yeah. was scouting some players. And I know after doing the podcast with Jared and Keenan, they did say that how they do want to make it to the NBA eventually and you have all these dreams and hopes and stuff but you are you know you're sitting at a fifth year of grad student yeah. this might be your last year of playing i mean i don't doubt it i can see it it's just gonna take a lot of hard work and mm-hmm. a lot of sacrifice for sure having i mean i would say uh an exceptional season you need to get your name out there 
get those points racked up, get the defense, steal the ball. Yeah. He can do all this. Yeah. Well, I mean, we went 14-1 and in, at Lawler last year, so I'm hoping to repeat that, maybe go 15. Um, I mean, I don't like how people are saying Boise State. It's always about Boise State. Boise State is naturally – I mean, not naturally good at sport. There's no such – I don't believe in that where you're naturally good at a sport. I do think it takes some hard work and, you know, dedication. But I hate how they – it's it's like that every year, though, not just this year. Last year it was San Diego State and mm-hmm. Boise again. And or even Air Force was up there too, which that's fine. But you're yet you to realize that like one, we were the same distance apart with Boise State into March Madness. Yeah. We both took the L. That's fine. We bounced back. We're here now. San Diego State. If everyone remembers correctly, we beat them last year in a game winner. So I have no idea what like what James said. I don't know how they made it that far. I mean, again, good for them. Not a big San Diego State fan, but um, neither am I. They're only saying that because they won them that or they got so far into the March Madness tournament. That's the only reason why. Because I could tell you right now, if that was Nevada, and we beat San Diego, and say San Diego lost in like the earlier rounds of March Madness, they would not be like putting us in the rankings. That's just how it works. Like mm-hmm. Nevada will never be placed in the rankings high like that, like Boise and San Diego, because we just don't have that same same level of competition no, as like yeah. Boise, like that that they think they have, even though we're in the same conference. Like I'm trying to put it in words, but that's what it, that's what it looks like. So I do agree with James. I don't like how they how we do get like kind of pushed underneath the rug a little bit like I get it we're a basketball school obviously we've had a lot of experience with different coaches and players so I do think that one this either can be our year to shine and it can be really good or two this will be a learning curve for everybody and say you know we do biff it and we don't do as well as we think we mm-hmm. we want to do then that's a learning that's a learning curve I mean there's so many times where you can go out and play basketball for a school but I mean, I think it's, like, those moments that matter the most. I think that's what the players are even grasping to right now, especially with Jared and Keaton because they are, they are older. They are the oldest, yeah. one of the oldest on the team. They so. should be the masters to the apprentices, you know. <laughs> I totally understand. Yeah, I, I, I totally agree. Like, I, that run last year, I watched the whole thing. And, like, yeah, they played great basketball. And, I mean, I think it was, like, Adam, Adam Seiko, mm-hmm. Seiko, um, and a couple other guys led that team. I don't think they're there anymore. I, I think they moved on or, you know, one of them was in the summer league, I think. But mm-hmm. I just – that was a, a Cinderella-type run, even though they were, like, a five or six seed. And, like, I mean, it's the first time in school history they've ever made it that far. I mean, just a ton yeah. of records were broken last year. And, you know, they stunned Alabama and, like, all these crazy things. And it was it was weird. And – but I, th- I feel like, yeah, they're, they're ranked that high because of their, you know, recent recency bias and that success. Yeah. But teams don't want to see us in Lawler. They just don't. Like, mm. like she said, our record was 14-1 and one last season at home. We played really well there. Like, teams just simply don't want to play us at home. On the road, maybe it's a different story, and that might be, like, something that we have to improve on. But oh, yeah, I get overall, it. though, I mean – it's a great team at home. They feed off of uh, off of the crowd a lot, and um, because of that, I like I said earlier, I feel like it's just a team that shouldn't be overlooked, but they are, mm-hmm. and that honestly could be a good thing for them. It's it's better to be an underdog and like try to work towards it than be super hyped up and just expect all these great things to come to you. Yeah, no, I totally agree. Dom. Yeah, yeah I mean, I think uh, kind of the same thing. I mean, even last year when they did make the uh, when Nevada made the March madness tournament you know they were the first four in you know especially with the they kind of got on the losing skid towards the end of the season um so no one really even knew for sure if they were even going to be in the tournament 
Mm-hmm. Um, so I think even though they, you know, they still made it in, they still kind of carry that little underdog factor to them of, you know, oh, like they barely made it in and they lost the first round anyways, you know, so people kind of still overlook that. Um, but I do think, especially compared to last season, this team does have a lot more depth than last year. Um, and, I mean, you just hear the comments like Coach mm-hmm. Alford and everyone else, you know, kind of makes that there's just have so much good depth on this team. And, you know, even without getting too many big-name transfers, like it, it's just the confidence level that they have around them, especially carrying into what happened last season, I think that's going to – we're going to see a much better basketball team than we did last year, which was still really good. Yeah, that's what I was saying to you guys. Because yeah. like, last year we – when, you know – subbing in college is a whole different kind of subbing it's like they sub you either for a reason because you made a mistake or you're coming out because you're just not doing good you know and like or you need to like for keenan for example like he's gonna need his rest i mean he's a top player he's a top scorer all these different kind of things like you're gonna need your rest but last year we didn't see we even though we had new people and we had those people that we weren't familiar with on the Mm -hmm. court because they didn't get that playing time which is you know that's fine but it's understandable. Yeah, yeah, we just never saw them last year because we did have Will Baker. We had KJ Himes. Even though KJ Himes was hurt half the season, we still yeah. saw him. Like yeah. he did come in once in a while. But that's two bigs that we do play pretty frequently. Mm-hmm. And Nick Davidson sat. He, I think he redshirted his first year, right? So I mm-hmm. think we we he didn't see the court. So yeah. we had all these players that we knew and they were already here. But now that we have all these actual players that we act, we never seen before, and they're coming from all these different kind of places, like that's a lot of adversity change that Mm -hmm. will probably be shown and they're going to have to deal with that and overcome it because adversity is going to be huge this year, I think, for this team, especially with all the new players. I mean, you can't just, you know, meet a player and be like, oh, what's up? Like, brother, you're on my team. Like, that's just not how it works. You have to have that chemistry. You have to build that chemistry. You have to gain that friendship, all that kind of stuff. But I do think, I do agree with you, Don, that there is going to be that depth because, like, there is is those wide variety of players. Like, now we can go to for that – no, yeah, yeah guard, like you guard. said, like having that depth, you know, especially on the bench, you know, because like how you said, Keenan, you know, guys like Keenan or Jared, you know, they're all going to need the rest, you know. So being able to have that deep bench area to where they can come in and they can still play really good, you know, that's kind of the – I think that's the big thing that we didn't really see as much last yeah. year, like yeah. you said. because like I didn't see Keenan. If I could be honest, I could tell you Keenan probably came out like once. Now, like, yeah. now with our debt players this year, with, like, Tyler Rolfson, who's a point guard, and that's what yeah. Keenan plays, and shooting guard, he's probably going to get more rest. And and who knows? Like, say Tyler Rolfson has a great game, he's going to come out. I mean, it's yeah. it, the ball needs to get in the mm-hmm. back of the bucket, and mm-hmm. it needs you need to make points. And if you're not making points, you're going to set the bench. That's how it works. And that might have honestly been part of the reason why they kind of went in that skid towards the end of last season. You know, they're just kind of burnt out, tired, and, you know, now and, having that more ability to – switch it around on the court that's going to be a lot better which can lead to also injuries no yeah if yeah they you know if they kept playing a lot that's all these games KJ. right yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah but i mean i want to bring back to another point here um it was a really good point about how this can also be a really good season a learning season but what can be the difference between a learning season and like a flop season like as in it just did not go as planned. Like it just did not work com- to the learning season. So are you saying like what's the difference between a flop season and a learning like a, a change in adversity yeah, season? Yeah, like to you guys for this upcoming season too, because a bunch of freshmen, a new player, like it's gonna be a a new team, a new you know how can you say like 
it's a it's a, a different, yeah, a different it's a vibe. Yeah. yeah. Um, I I don't. I mean, everyone kind of just craps on the freshmen in general. So it's like yeah. if you do make a team in a D one school, they're like, oh, you're not gonna play your first year, which. Mm-hmm. That's if you look around. That's usually what happens. Um, either you redshirt or you don't. You probably will sit the bench, depending on how well you're coming. Unless out of you're high naturally school. talented. Uh, yeah, exactly, <laughs> exactly. Um, but a flop season is, you can't. The thing is with the flop season, I feel like that's just not trying. I mean, how would you know if they're not trying? You're not them. You're not. Kate, you're not mm-hmm. Keenan. You're not Jared. You're not Nick. You're not any of those players. So there's no really identifying if there will be a flop season. But I do think that you will see for sure, especially if you were an athlete growing up, the change of adversity mm-hmm. and if they're dealing with that or not, and if they're going to overcome that or not. Because you do see that in players' way of how they how they play on the court. Does that make sense? Yeah, I mean, I think it's kind of a um, yeah, like you said, just having the more diversity wise and I think that's kind of the you know the biggest thing about um and how you can adjust to it and that's going to determine you know whether or not your season's going to kind of flop and go down the hill you know whether or not you can actually um you know adapt to that new changes and everyone can kind of be on the same chemistry of it um and I mean I think like in terms of the season related, um, that carries a lot of weight especially last year since they did make it in yeah um so now it's kind of you know like that sets the expectation and you say, okay, we made it, you know, this far, this is where we ended up. Um, so you have to take that in and say, you know, regardless of how new the team is, regardless of who transferred over here, you know, like the job's still the same, um, you know, and that needs to be the expectation, either make it um, at least to where they got last season or preferably further. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I would say uh, the main difference like for for a flop season would be like you know anything below honestly 17 and 17 so anything below five <clears throat> 500 would be a flop season in my eyes uh with this mm-hmm. returning starters that we have and and these guys that have come back from injury and then it, like also too if these guys just don't mesh well together they don't play well together you can tell they're not comfortable playing out there together those all those kinds of things versus you know a learning season you want to see the younger guys develop you want to see them look more comfortable fit into the program you know listen to the coaches do what the coaches want and just you want the 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 play style to be smooth out there so for it to be a flop would be a bad record and then a learning season would just be something like you know they're all they're all uh working well together so that's kind of where i see it this year Mm -hmm. oh yeah i totally (laughs) agree with you guys um so this is going to be the end of our episode we broke down we broke down the whole team of UNR basketball men's high expectations, flop season, is it a learning? Who knows? Are the freshmen gonna come on top? Are the new are the the oldies gonna help out the new upcoming stars? We have to see next Tuesday versus Sac State here at Lawler Event Center. You're listening to the Reynolds Hot Box. Hotbox. 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 The Reynolds Hotbox. And catch us on Instagram too at Reynolds Hotbox. <laughs>